we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. We have Jank Ugar. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Now How you, you doing, brother? Do I say assalamu alaikum? <laughs> you can. Okay. <laughs> alaikum salam. How are you, sir? Good, good. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you, you decided to uh, jump into this uh, presidential race and, and run for president. I did. I did. And, in fact, that, uh, that's the point Charlemagne's making, in a sense, because I'm uh, the first Muslim-born presidential candidate in U.S. Yeah. history. That's right. Yeah. So why did you want to jump into this race, this crazy race of uh, yeah. people and everything that's going on? Great question. Uh, it's because Joe Biden's definitely going to lose. And so uh, we're all on board the Titanic, and everybody's looking around like, oh, there's an iceberg, and we're going to run into it. <laughs> that's okay. true. Yeah, no. and, and they're all like, we're all good with it. We're all good with it. I'm not good with it. So the guy's at 37%. Uh, no incumbent under 50% wins. He's under 40%. 
He's 15 points lower than when he barely beat Trump last time in the Electoral College. 15 points lower. He's losing independence by 10 points. He's losing young people by four points. There's no Democratic candidate that has any chance of winning if they're losing young voters. Mm-hmm. He's down to a four-point lead among Latinos. Used to be 42 points for Democrats. So does this brother look like he's going to make a 15-point comeback? I mean, he'd be like he's making 15 minute naps. Yeah. So th- he has no chance of winning. What and my job is to wake people up and say this guy is not. In fact, I even bought the URL Biden is going to lose dot com. Wow. OK. And it redirects to my site because Dang. he has n- almost no chance of winning. So what I'm doing is I'm on the board of the Titanic and people go, oh, you're not the captain. You sh- It shouldn't be you. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be you. I say, OK, that's fair. But it's got to be somebody. Okay, so I'm lunging into the captain's quarters and turning that wheel. Let's go. We got to turn it. It can't be Biden because he's I, I like democracy. I want to keep it. Same. I, I want to go back to, you know, just who you are, because I know a lot of people are watching this and they're like, oh, that's they know you from the Young Turks. Yeah. You know, tell us what the Young Turk Network is for people who don't know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started this 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're actually the oldest show in Internet history. Wow. Okay, there were shows on before us, but they all went under. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're the last man standing. We're the first partner ever for YouTube. We're the third partner uh, for Facebook. So we've been around forever. Mm-hmm. We're the OGs of YouTube. We're the first YouTube partner ever. So I'm the original YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we now have 5 billion views a year. And it's a network that has uh, dozens of hosts and like, for example, our second largest show is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he is excellent. He's out of Atlanta. He's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So we got Young Turks. We got Indisputable. We got Damage Report. Nina Turner. Nina Turner. Uh, yeah. Ida Rodriguez. Ida, yeah. Ebony Williams Ebony, used to be yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on Young Turks. Mm-hmm. Like half the folks you see on TV, Charles Coleman, uh, uh, folks that are on like streaming networks, etc. So we're on uh, YouTube and Facebook, of course, are our pillars, but we're also on all of the Roku, uh, Pluto, Samsung TV, you name it, as a 24-hour channel. So basically, we're progressives, Mm -hmm. and the reason why we become so popular, I started with nothing. We started in my living room with zero dollars. My name is Jenk Uger. I got no connections, none, right? It's not like everybody's saying, oh, the Muslims run Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had nothing and we rose up because people were like, yes, yes, why, why don't more people say that? Mm-hmm. When we were on the air in 2002, 2003, we're like, what are you guys, nuts? We're gonna go into Iraq? Iraq didn't even attack us. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that listened was like, finally, I thought I was the crazy one. Mm-hmm. They didn't attack us, did they? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. So we've been saying stuff like that ever since. So I was 100% against Bush and Cheney. Uh, they did the torture. They did the wars, et cetera. I was a million percent on Obama's side. But but we're look, we're ballsy. So when Obama came in and he started doing things that were conservative, I was like, no, sorry, okay? But you shouldn't be drilling in the Gulf. Three mm-hmm. weeks later, it blows up, mm-hmm. right? So you got to challenge people. And the point of media is to challenge the powerful, no matter who they are, right? I've I've always appreciated uh, what Young Turks does. You know, I've always appreciated the commentary. And it makes me wonder, do you think you would be more effective as a president or as a host on Young Turks? Who can speak truth to power? Because in the era right now, we have all of this fake news and, you know, you can't really trust, you know, political pundits. 
you know, what do you, where do you think you'd be more effective? Yeah. So Charlemagne, you're totally right. Like mm-hmm. the, the, there's a reason why I'm in media and I, and I went in and tried a, a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think media is more powerful. I think mm-hmm. Fox news was way more powerful than, than the presidents, right? They would drive the agenda and they pretty much got Bush elected mm-hmm. back in 2000. So. And Trump really. Yeah. And Trump. Yeah. Uh, but in the case of Bush, they just literally cheated. They just declared him the president when he wasn't, mm-hmm. right, uh, on the night of the election. But that's a long story. But bottom, bottom line is, yeah, we're a top 10 network already on all of the platforms that we're on. But we're going to go to number one. So, look, our my job as the guy who is the founder and the CEO of the company is to make sure we beat CNN. So I'm not playing around. TV's going down. And we're going up. We get 400 million views a month. And, wow. and we got over 27 million subscribers. So we keep skyrocketing every year, and those folks keep going down. So why bother doing the presidential thing? Because the only thing that could stop us is if Trump wins in 2024, and then Trump, t- you know, this, this the media. Yeah, this today he's targeting the media, and he was talking about how he's going to maybe even arrest the CEO of MSNBC. Right. Well, I'm the CEO of TYT, and we kick his ass ten thousand times more than MSNBC. Like Biden and MSNBC barely lay a glove on him compared to us, mm-hmm. right? I did uh, in 2016. I did a hundred days in a row of a segment we call Loser Donald, explaining to people what a loser he is. Mm-hmm. He's bankrupted six companies. That was True Social. It's going to be seven companies. These guys keep calling him a racist, sexist, all this stuff, but. We all know that. We all know that. That's not working anymore. Number one, you got to have a positive message of your own. The Democrats don't deliver on that nearly enough. And number two, you got to hit him where his theoretical strength is. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm a big, great businessman. And then you're like, brother, you've never had a successful company. Never. All your companies are bankrupt. You hide your grades like a little spoiled bitch. Uh, he, he, he's still hiding his high school grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of a loser does that? But Biden, he's, he's I'm a gentleman. Uh, uh, you know, my Republican friends, he starts, brother, we don't have time for your Republican friends. We, so my point is, the reason I got in, Charlemagne, is because we got to turn the wheel. We cannot lose democracy right before we're all about to win. You know, in 2028, we're in awesome shape. The left is, progressives are, the young are totally on our side. Mm-hmm. And now the young are all the way up to 50, but we can't win if Biden lost the young. Yeah, Biden sucks. You know what's so interesting? Um, The thing that gets me about Trump even now is like, why do you think American people support a person who who clearly doesn't believe in the Constitution? Like, these are the same people who get mad when you take a knee, you know, during the national anthem, but you're okay with a president who clearly does not support the Constitution? Why? Yeah, they, they have a thousand excuses, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's in their own little cult, right? In their own little bubble. So in the Trump cult, they're like, no, when you bankrupt businesses, that means you're a good businessman. No, it doesn't. It means you bankrupted them, right? <laughs> when he says, hey, I want to suspend the Constitution, they're like, that means he's really pro-Constitution. How? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It means he's against the Constitution. Mm-hmm. He thinks that the Constitution is a pain in the ass because he'd like to be dictator. Mm-hmm. Every time he goes and talks to the North Korean leader, the Chinese leader comes back and goes, man, they stand up and applaud for him, and it's so great, and everybody has to do exactly what he says. Yeah, that's because he's a dictator, idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, he wants that. That's why he wanted to suspend the Constitution. You guys know that they had a three-hour meeting uh, before January 20th about rolling out the tanks. And everybody in the Trump administration, to their credit, by the way, threatened to quit if Trump rolled out the tanks against the American people. That's who he is. He hates America. He doesn't even believe in America. He thinks America would be much better if it was a dictatorship run by me, right? So, no, we... And and imagine how bad Joe Biden is, that he's like, 77% of the country is worried 
that he's not going to be mentally healthy enough in his second term. Mm -hmm. When three quarters of the country says, we don't know if you're even going to make it through a second term and democracy's on the line. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care that I'm 81. I don't care that I'm 15 pounds down from where I was. I don't care that three quarters of the country doesn't want me to run. I don't care. I want two terms. Do, do, uh, do you have any fear? Like you talked about, you know, minorities not necessarily rocking with Biden and you, and you talked about being on the ship, right? Do you ever think about what you jumping and, and trying to steer the ship in what you were saying that it will split the vote and it'll make it worse for Biden and Trump will be easier to get in office? Kind of like what happened, I think, with Hillary, the reason why Hillary lost. There was so many people against her. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about that at all. And I'll tell you why. So mm-hmm. if you're in the general election like Cornell West is, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit of a danger, right? Then you got you taking away three points. Those three points could be critical. Mm-hmm. Correct. And remember, the Democrat has to win by five to win the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. It, so when Biden is losing by five to Trump in a poll, that means he's down 10 because he won by four and a half last time, the popular vote, and, and almost lost. So you got to win by five. Right. So, but in a primary... The stronger the primary is, the stronger the candidate is. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, the Republicans have the like the most vicious primary anybody's ever seen, and they win. Mm-hmm. In 2020, the Democrats have 27 people at each other's throats, and they win. Mm-hmm. And you want to know why? Because primaries draw media attention. Mm-hmm. So you get hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars, in free media to Democratic points. But if you don't have a primary, you just gave that up and you yeah. give a giant advantage to the Republicans. So we need to have a bigger primary, stronger primary. And by the way, I invite everybody in. I mean, I was on C-SPAN the other day. I was like, John Stewart should come in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the Democratic governor should come in. Whitmer, uh, Newsom, et cetera. Shapiro, Pritzker in Illinois. They'd all be up 10 points higher than Biden. Why are we giving up 10 points? If, if this is the most important election of our lifetime. Why are we giving up 10 points? Because why? Because Washington want to ki- wants to kiss Biden's ass. Let's be honest about it. Let's let's be let's be frank, mm-hmm. right? Nobody thinks he's going to go to your local barbecue, your house, anyone that isn't involved in politics and ask him about Biden. You all know what they're going to say. They're going to say he's too old. Yeah. Every single person in America is going to say he's too old. And but these guys are so arrogant in Washington. They're like, "No one should be allowed to run against him. It will hurt his chances." Well, then, if he's so weak, why is he running in the first place? I was going to know what's that when he was here on Breakfast Club. He goes, mm-hmm. if, if if Joe Biden was doing what he was supposed to be doing, I, I wouldn't be considered a threat. Yeah. yeah. Imagine me running against Obama. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way. There's no way. I'm, I'm right now, I'm registering in You poll. would never do that because Muslims support Muslims. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I'm okay, guys. guys. Joking. Okay. okay. Yeah, so nobody would, everybody would get laughed out of the room if you're running against Obama. Mm-hmm. And then some people say, well, Obama at one point dipped to 43. First of all, he dipped to 43. He was high 40s uh, and 50s throughout, right? Biden has been low 40s, high 30s throughout. He didn't dip there. He's been there. And does he look like Barack Obama? You know what? I thought mm-hmm. Obama was a little too conservative for my tastes. But he was a talented politician. He was an amazing politician. When you say too conservative, like what's like what's wrong with some conservative values? Because I believe that you know we all have some conservative values. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: it depends on what we're talking about. People mm-hmm. usually say conservative, progressive, and they just never bother explaining, mm-hmm. et cetera. So mm-hmm. if you say some conservative values, like value your family, of course, right? I'm an immigrant. Mm-hmm. We value family, mm-hmm. right? 
anti-crime. Sure, who the hell wants to get jacked? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some people on the left are like, oh no, no, no. That's I'm just... from the south. I like guns too. Guns. Yeah, and you yeah. like guns. Okay. I but don't I like do gun... want I do want some, you know, common sense gun control Laws. legislation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So like you like guns, I don't like guns, but so what? Right? So my co-host, she has a gun, right? Anna Kasparian. And so and a lot of our hosts have guns. It is what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's all good. When I say too conservative, I mean too corporate. Okay, mm. so like, did Barack Obama take donations from corporations, mm. and did he bail out the banks? Did he g- give too much drilling permits to to oil companies offshore, et cetera? Yeah, he did. But is that a conservative thing, or is that just a politician thing? Because it feels like <laughs> all these politicians are in the pockets of some type of corporation. Yeah, no, these days, Charlemagne, that is a very fair point. So, and in fact, that's what I write about in the book, mm-hmm. which is that look, the the Republicans used to be the party of Lincoln, and then they did the Southern strategy, and the Southern strategy was. Hey, Lyndon Johnson passed Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, so he gave up the racist voters in the South. Let's go get them, right? Mm-hmm. So the Republicans went from party of Lincoln to the party emphasizing racism. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. That's what the Southern strategy Absolutely. is, right? Absolutely. And for the Democrats, we used to be the party of FDR, right? And we fight for the average guy, and we do Social Security, we do protections, et cetera. But since 1976-78, Supreme Court made bribery basically legal, and just calls them campaign contributions. So then everybody got hooked on on the cash, including the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So what they always say is, what do you want me to do? I can't win unless I take all this corporate money. And if I take the corporate money, I got to do what they want, right? Well, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I want you to be honest. And especially like, look, oh, Fetterman's in a similar situation now, but when Obama won and then he's going up for a second term, especially after he won the second term, but he could have done it even before he uh, won the second term. He's got enough power and popularity to be able to say, you know what, guys? I'm done with the corporate money, okay? I'm in my second term. What are you going to do about it, okay? So, and from now on, we represent the people. Mm -hmm. So to give you a modern example from the Biden era, right? So they say, well, we're going to give you voting rights, right? That was one of their top priorities. Mm -hmm. Voting rights, voting rights, and they talk big game about that. And then they come in and, oh, no, it turns out we can't do it because there's the filibuster. Well, wait a minute. You didn't know there was a filibuster? So why were you promising the voting rights if you knew there was a filibuster and you knew you were going to be in favor of keeping the filibuster? Like me, I'd shred the filibuster. I'd get rid of it instantly. They're, they're talking about parliamentarian. Absolutely. We're not in parliament, okay? But, but number two is, guys, that filibuster is not like locked in stone, right, or written in stone. You know, they, they moved it a bunch of times in Biden's first two years. One of the things that they moved it for was raising the debt ceiling. Now, why? Because if they don't raise the debt ceiling, the stock market crashes. So when the stock market was on the line, all of a sudden, the Democrats, Biden, everybody's like, oh, filibuster, we don't need that stupid Mm -hmm. thing. That's BS anyway. We don't, screw the filibuster, Mm -hmm. right? Voting rights, oh, filibuster. Yeah, filibuster. can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And and by the way, if you, like, for the folks at home that don't know, filibuster sounds like like an old, antiquated Senate rule. What the hell does it even do? The reason the filibuster came about in the first place is because they, the Southerners wanted to protect minority rights, as in not minorities, blacks, Latinos, et cetera, but minority vote like as, as the South, because they were not in the majority. And so they wanted to protect themselves against civil rights legislation. And most of the time it was used to block anti-lynching legislation. Okay. So you tell me it's such a great Senate tradition that protected lynching in the South. Yeah. I'm not interested in that goddamn tradition, mm-hmm. okay? So I'd scrap that in a second. Look, here's another reason why I'm running. None of the politicians ever do what they say. 
And I'm so tired of it, covering it day in, day out for over 20 years now. Like whenever Democrats get a, gets elected, you guys know what happens. Mm-hmm. We, we Then we got to beg them and we got to plead and we got to, you know, I see you talking to Kamala Harris. Oh, please. Can, can, hey, why didn't you do this? Can mm-hmm. you please do that? Wouldn't it be amazing if you had a Democratic leader who actually just did it? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the, they'll say to you, well, you know, that's not how politics works. Presidents Nonsense. can't do things. You know, Congress has to vote for mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah, yeah, total utter nonsense, total excuses. Here's why. It's not like you don't need Congress. Of course you need Congress, right? But they never try, right? So how do you try? You go, okay, Joe Manchin, you're going to vote against me? Brother, if I was the president at that time, let's say we're doing Build Back Better and it's got all those good things in it, paid family leave, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? I put, invite Joe Manchin to the Oval Office. I don't out him in the first place, right? I just come in and I go, look, here's the posters I made. Here's your big fat face and here's all your contributors, they're all energy companies, fossil fuel companies, it's a healthcare companies, right. drug companies. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to I'm going to do one of two things. Either you're going to vote with me and we're going to get this thing passed and we're going to end a filibuster, or I'm going to go out there and ruin you. And that's why people liked Trump. Because if you weren't mm-hmm. a politician, a Republican that was down with what they were down with, he would put you on blast. He'd have a nickname for you. Mm-hmm. He'd tell everybody what you did foul, what you did wrong. He'd ruin you. Right. No, Charlamagne, you're a thousand percent right. And that also partly motivated me to run because it turns out I was right about this. I've been saying this on air the whole time. I'm like, look, politics isn't just softball. You got to do carrots and sticks. You got to do hardball. Lyndon Johnson leaned on people. His party was full of Dixiecrats, right? And those guys didn't want to pass civil rights. They, they, and their political lines, uh, lives were on the line. Mm-hmm. And Lyndon Johnson would say, I'm going to end you. I'm going to end you unless you vote for this. What, what's the chances Joe Biden's going to say, I'm going to end you, right? And what's mm-hmm. going to be interesting, Pre- uh, Joe, I started to say President Manchin because you can't tell. You couldn't tell sometimes. Exactly. Joe Manchin's about to jump into the presidential race, apparently, apparently allegedly, right? Yeah. That's when they're going to try to talk bad about him. And I'm going to be like, no, I don't want to hear it. Because all of the times that y'all could have talked bad about him, y'all didn't. So don't tell us about how bad he is now. I'm actually going to hear him out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I, I got no interest in Joe Manchin. He's a corporate stooge. Mm-hmm. He, he's a servant of corporations that buy him. He gets bribed more than almost any politician, et cetera. But you're absolutely right that where were you when Joe, My, uh, Joe Manchin was killing 85 percent of your agenda? That's right. And you know what he did? He called him Jojo. Joe Biden did. And he handed him the pen that he signed the Inflation Reduction Act with. That's right. So you know what that tells me? You didn't mind that you, he killed 85% of your so-called agenda. You didn't mind at all. They're playing good cop, bad cop, guys. That's right. And that's why every time they get in office, oh, guys, it's so hard. Did you know about Congress? Yeah, of course we know about Congress. <laughs> your job is getting, and you know what that they do always? Like, they get in office, and they're like, now the voters have to work hard to p- get my agenda passed. No, 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 no. We worked hard to get your ass elected. Now you work hard to get your agenda passed. So do you mm-hmm. think there should be an age limit when it comes to running for president? No, I don't, I don't, it's not about age. Look, Because Trump, they said Biden went through his physical, they said he didn't have dementia, they said all yeah, these things, yeah, but yeah. it's not what we see. Yeah, but we got eyes, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, this is like when Trump went uh, to Fulton County and rep- self-reported his way to 215. Yeah, except we got eyes, brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you ain't anywhere near 215. Mm-hmm. You're closer to 315. Mm-hmm. So Joe Biden's doctors can tell me that he passed the physical all day long, but we see him walking like this. We see him get confused on stage. We see him confuse Taylor Swift and Britney Spears and turkeys. <laughs> we see him, he can't finish a sentence. Mm-hmm. Who are you kidding, right? So it's not about age limits because like, for example, Trump, I hate him, as you could tell. Mm-hmm. But he looks energetic, right? And they say, oh, well, he's slipping. He keeps uh, confusing Biden and Obama. Yeah, that's true. 
but he didn't have much to fall, right? Well, I think he's doing that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of yeah, that too. I think he's yeah. doing that on purpose. He's doing that to, to basically say, well, I don't know who's really in control. Because I've been seeing that talking point a lot lately. People are oh, saying yeah. Barack Obama's pulling the strings from behind the scenes. So we see everything like a year or two before everybody does because mm -hmm. we're so connected to the audience. Because we're getting tens of thousands of comments, hundreds of thousands of comments every day, right? Mm -hmm. So we started seeing that talking point two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. I went and shot uh, a family that's half Republican, half Democrat for a show we're doing. And the Republicans are all like, oh, Obama controls Biden. And I thought... What a good day in America where they think the guy pulling the strings is a black man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the upside of that conspiracy They do theory. that too with, uh, if you notice, they do that with the vice president too. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like whenever he makes a mistake and says, President Harris, they'll amplify that because they know that terrifies people. Just the thought mm -hmm. of, you know, Vice President Harris becoming the president. Yeah. So, look, uh, that they believe every conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. There isn't anything that you could say that's crazy enough for a right winger not to believe. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but but to me, the right wing is the right wing. I know I know who that devil is. Right. And I know how to fight that. Uh, and I want to fight it. I don't like I don't start speeches like Joe Biden does with my Republican friends. I've been doing secret deals with them my whole life. I know, brother. I know that's the problem. That's not the answer. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to fight them. It's when you lose the Democrats is when yeah. it's so frustrating. Right. What, what about this uptick in, uh, you know, a, 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 allegedly you see these polls saying that 22% uh, of black people are going to support Donald Trump. You, I mean, they, they're probably over-indexing a lot, but what do you what do you, what do you? No, I think, think it's real. About? But I'm seeing it a lot more. Even when people I see like it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. 22% yeah. would be a lot. But I do, I do know it's an uptick, but 22%, mm -hmm. that seems like it would be a lot. Uh, you're right, except for the fact that, like I said, with Latinos, Democrats you had a 42-point lead in 2012. Yeah. Here we are just 11 years later down yeah. down to four points. And I think that what uh, is happening with blacks, Latinos, young people, et cetera, is people going, I just had enough of it. Like, the Democrats are always talking a great game, and then they just never do it. They just never do it. Mm -hmm. So that it's like it's impossible not to get super frustrated. And the thing that Trump has that's appealing to uh, some voters that honestly are are just not that into politics, right? But they're getting, but they're like, okay, Biden's too old. I can see that, right? And so I don't want to vote for that guy. Uh, but secondarily, Trump's one thing that the Democrats in D.C. don't get is he gave a middle finger to the establishment, and people love that, right? Now it's fake because it's like he's not doing it for the people; he's doing it for himself, right? And so he's funneling money to his properties, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know if you guys remember that Johnny Cash uh, uh, album cover from way back in the day where he, he's in Folsom Prison and gives a middle finger on the album cover, mm -hmm. okay? And that's what, tr and people love that because they're like, screw the establishment, screw the powerful. And it looks on the surface, if you don't look deep into it, that Trump is saying, screw the establishment, screw the powerful. And there's a lot of, regular Americans, uh, white folks, black folks, Latino folks who are like, yes, screw the powerful. And what's the Democrats' answer? They're like, oh, we'll pick the most pro-establishment people in earth, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, yeah. and and say, oh, no, the powerful are great. The establishment mm -hmm. is great. Why don't you vote for us again? And again, we'll do close to nothing. So that's why. Yeah, I'm all for people. I'm all for anybody who says screw the establishment, but you can't say screw the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Like you know, mm -hmm. like 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 he like he literally said he never swore to support the Constitution. He said he didn't, he didn't take the oath to support. Well, he, he took the oath, <laughs> but he, he said literally the, did. the oath right. was protect, preserve, and defend. But he said he, splitting hairs. I didn't say support. Right. Like how could you support any candidate who doesn't support the Constitution? Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. So to that point, Sean, I mean, so 
what when we say screw the system, what do we mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Just mm-hmm. like what do we mean by conservative, mm-hmm. right? So when you say screw the system and you mean the corruption of people getting campaign contributions and doing every, exactly what their donors tell them to do, then yes, screw the system. But if you mean the Constitution and democracy, no, 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 no. We like that part. Yes. We like yes. that part. That's the part we're trying to preserve. Yes. Yeah. So I don't understand how anybody could support someone who clearly does not support the Constitution. That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, 100%. And so I'm in the same exact uh, situation as you. Yeah. And, and you talk about uh, President Biden. I feel, you know, when you say President Biden should step aside, then what's the plan B? Like, you heard, you named some names, but like, it's like John, when you start saying, when you got to reach for celebrities, it's like, damn, yo, is the bench really that thin? John Stewart, I keep hearing people saying Gretchen Whitmer, this country will never elect a liberal woman. Ever. Yeah, I think I think Nikki I Haley know. would stand a good good chance because I think Nikki Haley, you know, um, she's already going to have the GOP. The GOP is already going to fall in line. And I think to the point you just made, people are looking for such an alternative that I think she would probably have more of a rainbow coalition than people would expect. So Nikki Haley, unfortunately, would landslide Biden. She'd win super easy, mm-hmm. like maybe probably by 10 points. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be a contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, look, Biden's going to lose to almost anyone, right? He's already losing so badly to Trump. You put in someone non-insane... And he's going to get routed. And she right. seems non-insane. Yeah, yeah, she's non-insane. Now, having said that, she's a corporatist. I mean, like, she will do anything a, a, a donor asks her to do, right? She's That's that's her whole shtick is what do the donors say? Yes, sir. No, sir. Absolutely, mm-hmm. sir. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, but if you're lo- talking about the Democratic side, so, you know, sure, obviously we're in the race, jankforamerica.com, and I would actually deliver Etc. But I get it, guys. Like, I'm at 2% right now in a Quinnipiac poll. Sure, I'm beating a couple of governors, but we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But those governors, they, I see their polling. Like, for example, Andy Bashir in Kentucky won by five points. He's a Democrat, mm-hmm. won in Kentucky by five points. So now I'm not saying he's going to turn right around and run for president. My point is, all those guys are way more popular than Biden are. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to remember, by the time the election comes up, nobody. Like, right now, nobody knows J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, right? But by the time the election comes up, everybody's going to know if he's yeah. the candidate, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, who's the Democratic candidate? I haven't heard of him. What about so, Wes Moore? Wh- about who? Wes Moore. Maryland. Um, governor of Maryland. Th- that's A, that's totally possible. B, mm-hmm. by the way, here's another name I, uh, I'm i starting to hear. Uh, Warnock. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So why not Warnock? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to bring, uh, he would certainly bring all the, uh, black voters back, right? Then you're not losing 22% uh, of black voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, he's in Georgia. We need Georgia. He's already won in Georgia, right? There's a, Look, there's if people say Biden's the best we got and we all think he's almost definitely going to lose, well, that means you're giving up on the Democratic Party. And you're, saying, and you're saying there's just nobody who could run. Look, my ultimate dream was back in the day, I, I try to help Nina Turner win in, in Cleveland because she's such a fighter, mm-hmm. so great, all, right on all the issues. If she had won that race, she'd be perfectly positioned right now, right? Absolutely. You know, and and, and love so, Nina. And so, guys, basically, I got tired of asking, right? And so we tried to get Nina in a position to win. We, you know, we busted our asses for Bernie in 2016, 2020. Okay, so now I asked everybody to come in. I, you know, I, and you're right. It's kind of. It's a little bit break glass in case of emergency to talk about me, to talk about Jon Stewart, to mm-hmm. talk about people in media and entertainers. But guys, who's Trump, right? Trump started at 1% in 2015, and all he was was a celebrity. And because he's a celebrity, they allowed him all over TV. So you guys are awesome. Uh, this is one of the my top shows that I wanted to be on, and thank you for uh, letting me come on here, jankforamerica.com. But 
it's harder for a guy like me to get a CNN town hall and to get appearances, uh, enough appearances on those places to be able to break through. Because if people hear my message, they're like, yeah, wait a minute, paid family leave, that's mom's taking 12 weeks off after they have a baby. It's at 84%. Why don't the Democrats even try? But also your competition to CNN. <laughs> so they're like, they're like uh, let's keep him on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, look, it could be. Yeah. And so that's part of it. But for a guy like John Stewart, he'd be all over TV instantly, right? Like if you ran Charlemagne, you'd be all over TV instantly, right? And so that gives you a huge advantage. And right now, politics is media. Like the number one thing, the number two thing you need in politics at the presidential level is money. The number one thing you need is media. And so anyone who could break through to the media instantly has a shot. If Trump started at 1% and I started at 2%, you're telling me John Stewart doesn't have a shot, you don't have a shot? No, it's a whole new day in America. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, um, I'm, I'm talking shit. I'm voting for John Stewart in a heartbeat. Right? I promise you. John Stewart, if John Stewart was announced that no, he'd goodness. run for president, I am out there stomping for John Stewart. I believe in John Stewart just that much. I, I, I what really about you, Charlamagne? No. John Stewart, absolutely. <laughs> what, what, is, what is America's biggest needs, though? Imagine what, what, John Stewart and Nina Turner on a ticket together. No, but that's what I'm saying, Charlamagne. That's what I'm saying. God damn. But, and think about it, guys. The, you know, the excuse for, hey, you can't vote for Jank or Marianne or John Stewart or whatever is, oh, you guys don't have experience in politics. And what good does that do? John Stewart is one of the most brilliant political minds that we've seen ever. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, John Stewart has gotten more bills passed outside of Congress right. than people inside Congress That's right. has. That's right. So you want to talk about experience and getting stuff done, That's right. right? Why do you think I picked John Stewart? I didn't pick Stephen Colbert, even though he's great, funny, smart, all that stuff. I picked John Stewart because he actually already got stuff done. Right. And you know he cares. So I'm look, man. Run against me, John. Run against me. Run against Biden. Let's go. We got to shake this thing up. And the minute, and look, my job is to knock Biden out, okay? As, what did he call him? JJLL Cool J would say? JJLL. That's what Biden said. Biden said, remember? JJLL J. He was all over the place. So my job is to knock his ass out, okay? He's an egomaniac, narcissist who's willing to risk the country because he wants two terms instead of one term, right? And I was asking, what, what do you think Americans' biggest needs are? What, what do you think that Americans should be focused on? I mean, people talk about the money that they're sending overseas for fights and wars, and, and we can't even help our own. So what do you think it is? Yeah, so first of all, I wouldn't send another dime to Israel, okay? So you're killing 15,000 civilians. You're killing 10 times as many civilians as Hamas. You're killing over 5,000 children, in there, no. Why? Why do those bombs say "Made in the USA"? I don't want it. I don't want to send any more money. You end the occupation. We go back to giving you money. God bless. We're happy to do it. Okay. Uh, so enough. Enough with. Oh, oh. Whenever we ask for something, paid family leave. Mom's getting twelve weeks off. Everybody wants it. Like, oh no, money. Okay, student debt relief. Everybody wants it. Oh no, money. A higher minimum wage. You get a $15 minimum wage, that pushes everybody's wages up. And they're like, oh, that'll drive inflation. No, brother, we already have inflation. That'll mean your, your salaries can keep up with inflation. Why is your salary the only thing that can't go up, right? So higher minimum wage, lower drug prices. These are things that help us so much that affect your day-to-day lives. If I win and I don't get those things passed, then I was useless, right? Because who cares who wins? The only question is, do you pass bills or don't you pass bills? If you don't pass the bill for voting rights, then you don't have the voting rights that you need. So like all this BS, but every time we say we need something, they say, no, we don't have the money, right? Then the minute there's a war, they're like, we got plenty of money. 
We got plenty of you. Hey, Ukraine, you want money? Israel, you want money? Defense Department, you want money? Do you know every year the Pentagon fails an audit and they say, okay, we gave you $800 billion. How much of it uh, can you track? They're like, we tracked about $400 billion. So you lost $400 billion in the couch. And now you're going to tell me that we don't have enough money for higher wages and lower drug prices and public option. And you name all these things that the American people want that all poll above 70%, seven out of 10 Americans want it. And all we hear from Democrats and Republicans is we don't have the money. And the minute there's a war, they're like, oh, we got plenty of money, plenty of money. Let's go, let's go, let's give them. It's unbelievable. So if, if I was the president and now this would shake them to their core and they'd say, oh, this is disqualifying. This guy is not, he doesn't want to give all of our money to defense contractors, okay? I would cut the Pentagon's budget in half and go, you pass an audit, you get the other half. If you can't tell me where the $400 billion is, I'm not going to give you $400 billion. You find out where the hell it is, then we have a conversation. Jenkforamerica.com. Okay? So look, guys, imagine if I was considered, quote, unquote, credible, and I'm getting CNN town halls left and right, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You think people wouldn't like this message? Mm -hmm. You think people wouldn't? Oh, no, no, Jenk, don't do that. I need all the money not to go to me or my kids, but to go to Israel and defense contractors and oil companies. You know we give oil companies $20 billion in subsidies every single year? That's our taxes, guys. Why would taking our taxes and giving it to the richest companies in the world that are destroying the planet? Mm -hmm. Because the corruption. And by the way, look, I'll give one shout out to Republican voters, not politicians. They hate the corruption. They, they wanted, the reason Trump won in 2016 was drain the swamp, right? Now, they picked the worst guy for it. He's like the king of corruption. He's the swamp thing. He is the swamp thing, right? But their intent was right. They hate the corruption. And a lot of times Democrats are like, oh, yeah, totally right, man. They hear me talking. They're like, Mitch McConnell taking a billion dollars from corporations in campaign contributions, most corrupt guy in America. I go, you know, Nancy Pelosi also took a billion dollars. They're like, shh, no, 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 don't say that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but Pelosi and Biden have taken just as much as McConnell has. Well, it's the same thing when you when they talk about what Trump kids have done, you know. But when it comes to Hunter, it's like, shh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and so that's so that's another great example, right? Mm -hmm. Our job is to tell the truth, mm -hmm. right? So, is Hunter Biden a top Ukrainian gas expert and one of the best modern artists in the country <laughs> at the same time? Come on, come on. Come on, right? So, so Hunter Biden is like a professional con man. Let's just yeah. keep it real, right? So he just goes around and around. He's like an international man of mystery. He's like, oh yeah, you, like I. There's no way he doesn't have a fake mustache. Okay, <laughs> okay. And, and so, but they don't have evidence connecting him to Joe Biden. They don't have it. Okay, mm -hmm. you see me talking all sorts of crap about Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. If they had evidence, I'd tell you they had evidence. Absolutely. Right? They don't have the evidence. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden didn't do it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to do it. He's been in Washington for 50, 60 years. I love when they're like, he's Joe from Scranton. Brother, he hasn't been there in 60 years. That's real. <laughs> right? He's Joe from Washington. Who are you kidding? Did you know his nickname in the Senate was the senator from MBNA? That used to be a credit card company out of Delaware. Mm -hmm. Like Joe Biden is so known for corruption that they called him a senator from a credit card company. That was his colleagues. Damn, wow. Okay, so do you? Biden's gonna lose that cop. <laughs> do you think that uh, Muslim Americans are truly not going to vote for Joe Biden next year? Because we've been hearing that a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Because of Palestine, Israel, we're, we're never gonna, we're not gonna forget this. Do you really think, when faced with 
the, the, the decision to choose between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, because I don't know why people think, you think if Trump was in the White House, things would be better? Like, it'd be, it'd be worse. And he's already said he's going to deport, you know, uh, uh, anybody who's, any immigrant who supports Palestine, and he's going to support deport people from Gaza. He said that already. So are Muslim Americans really going to sit out next year? So uh, I'm worried that a lot of them are. And so should they is a different question, right? Okay. So look, um, for me, I, I've been against Republicans for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I actually grew up a Republican, and then I realized, oh, no, this is not the right party. Like, once I found out about the Southern strategy, et cetera, mm -hmm. which the media actually keeps from you. Like, do they ever explain, oh, yeah, the Southern strategy is to get racist voters into the Republican Party? If they explain that on day one, I'd have never been a Republican, mm -hmm. right? So, but they've been a lost cause for a long, long time. Uh, and so, uh, but when Trump said in 2016, I want to ban all Muslims from the country, well, that's the end of the conversation, right? Absolutely. And so, and I ask people, like, white Christian folks, and I say, Guys, how do you expect me to vote for him when he says he would ban me from the country? Mm -hmm. And they don't have an answer for that because their answer is, I don't really care about you, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I don't give a crap about you. Mm -hmm. And if you, they, he bans you from the country, I'm not going to break a sweat, right? So there's no way that I would advocate for Trump 1%. Now, having said that, basically Arab Americans, Muslim Americans right now are disgusted with the giant green light that Joe Biden put on uh, Israel bombing. They're dropping 2,000 pound bombs on buildings. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see the uh, tunnels? IDF went into the tunnels. They're totally unaffected. And Hamas is in the tunnels. Mm -hmm. They didn't get, they almost didn't get any Hamas guys. Mm -hmm. Then you ask the IDF, hey, where's the Hamas fighters that you guys say you're killing? They, they don't have a shred of evidence because they're in the tunnels and the tunnels are totally unaffected. Okay. So they've just been dropping bombs on civilians the whole time. So as we see those little babies getting their skulls crushed, grandmothers being lit on fire by bombs, so you got people in Michigan going, "No, I'm no, I'm not saying I'm going to vote for Trump, but, but Trump, I'm not going to vote." Yeah, if Trump was in office, man, Trump would have U.S. troops on the ground in Gaza, who doing who knows what. Like it would be worse. I, I agree that it would be worse. I do. Now, having said that, and it would be like you just said, it'd be worse for Muslim Americans here. Like he's already said, I'm going to deport. All Muslims. He yeah, said that. Yeah. So look, I don't buy into the lesser of two evils argument. Mm -hmm. Like people say, oh, well, lesser of two evils is still evil. Yeah, but it's the lesser <laughs> of the two evils, right? Mm -hmm. So if you say, like, just an extreme example, okay, mm -hmm. Joe, I don't like Joe Biden, as you can tell, right? Mm -hmm. He's up against Hitler. Why is this a question? It's not a question, right? We vote for Joe Biden, okay? <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Oh, the lesser of two evils is still evil. Yeah, but it's a lot less evil than that other brother, mm -hmm. okay? So to me, that's a no brainer. Okay. Now, having said that, I don't control all the voters, right? You have to realize w what's happening on the ground, mm -hmm. right? So the reason he lost younger voters is also because of Gaza. And that's why he's down four points with them. Uh, now, he, for, there's a lot of other reasons too, but that was a huge one. But in Michigan, he's now has almost no chance of winning. And, you, and a Democrat has to win Michigan. Among Arab Americans, his support used to be above 70%. It's now down to 15%. Gone, gone. I, 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 I agree with you. I just got to see it to believe it. I just don't think that a lot of these sensible people are going to stay home. You know, I think they're going to. I think, I think a, a ton of them are going to yeah, stay home. So I mean, I, I, I've been saying that is you know, twenty twenty four is Trump, who's the criminal. Like these are your choices: Trump, the criminal; Biden, who's the coward. Because I feel like all Democrats are cowards. They don't fight enough. And the couch. And I think you know the couch is voter apathy. So I think it's going to be a lot of that. But I think it's going to be very hard for you, for a lot of Muslim Americans to stay home knowing 
what would happen if Trump gets in the White House. I hear you, but that couch is what's going to do us in. Bam. Right? Because if I if you made every single person vote, and especially if you told them all the facts, mm-hmm. then the Democrat would win easy, even if he hasn't done much, et cetera, mm-hmm. because the alternative is so bad, right? But we don't we don't get to do that. You the person, the candidate, has to motivate them to get up off the couch and to go vote. Now the problem is for the Trump guys, they are motivated as 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 you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. They're all going to vote, right? And for the Democrats, even if a small percentage stay home on the couch, we're done for. We lose, right? And right now, Joe Biden is on the couch and he's pushing everybody else towards the couch. So he's saying, okay, you like you're a Democrat, you like civil rights, you like human rights, you like this, that. No, 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 no. You want higher wages? No. You want paid family leave? No. But guys, again, one last time. If something's at 84% and you can't get it passed, retire. Become Learn. a dentist, right? <laughs> like go Learn. go do something else because like, yeah, you're saying yes. you're saying I, I suck at this. I, I it doesn't matter if I got 84% of Americans on my side. 74% of Republicans want it. Two people should not hold up your agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can't get that passed, you just suck at politics. I mean, just, guys, you're supposed to hit them with a stick politically, right? You're supposed to say there's going to be a price to pay. Absolutely. You're opposed to 84%. And by the way, one of the things that I would do is I'd call out the media. Why do you keep calling Joe Manchin a moderate? What part of 16% is moderate, That's right. right? He's constantly on the 16% end. That's right. He's not at all moderate. He's a radical corporate servant, yeah. right? Call him what he is. Talk about his donations. That guy's got $5 million from uh, oil companies and coal companies. He's got his own coal company. Did you guys know that? No. He made $5 million, a TYT report on this, $5 million in the last 10 years from his own coal company. And, and Biden never even talked about it. If I was president, I'd be like, listen, I know you want me to build this pipeline so you can get richer, Joe Manchin. That's right. And right. I see you on your yacht. You think we don't see your yacht? That's right. That's the Democrats always think we're blind. We That's can't right. see Joe Manchin's yacht. You know what Cinema and Manchin did right after they voted against higher wages? They went straight to the National Restaurant Association and started collecting checks. Okay, literally. I mean, these guys are gangsters, wow. and, but, uh, but like in the worst kind of way, right? Like, they're just like, I'm a criminal. Who cares? The media's not going to report it. You think the media's going to go tell people that I'm a, uh, taking bribes from the National yeah. Restaurant Association? That's why I said two people should not be holding up your agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't, I can't accept that. I can't accept you being the president of the United States of America and letting, you know, a senator in Arizona and a senator in West Virginia hold up a whole agenda. Not- and if you did, by the way, you're just not good at this, mm-hmm. right? So because here, last thing on paid family leave, why don't you put it up as a standalone bill, Right. And put everybody on the spot. Put them on blast. That's okay. Right. All right. So it was in Build Back Better and Mansion took it out. And you call him JoJo and you love him. Okay, fine. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But today's a new day. Today's a new day. But we can propose anything we like in the Senate. Why don't you make Chuck Schumer propose it? Even if it doesn't pass, it makes Republicans vote against three quarters of their own voters. Mm-hmm. Then you go tell everybody, why are Republicans against moms? They want moms the day after they deliver to go back into coal mines and assembly lines. How much do Republicans hate moms, right? Mm-hmm. But Democrats are never going to do that because they take the same money from the same corporations and then they pretend to be on our side. That's why I'm running. Mm-hmm. I got two more questions for you. What do you say to people who say it's too late for somebody to jump in now and challenge Joe Biden? Yeah, nonsense. So first off, uh, me, Marianne, Dean Phillips, we're on all the ballots, uh, not all of them, but enough of them 
to to win easily. Okay, okay. so not too late at all for mm-hmm. any of us. So what if John Stewart jumped in in January? Look, here's here's the thing: if John Stewart jumps in in January, and Biden hasn't jumped out, it might be too late because they might not change the rules. That's why my job is to knock Biden out. Because when I knock Biden out, they're going to change all the rules. It's not going to be like they're going to be, oh, let's Marianne Williamson is in second place. Let's let her win, mm-hmm. right? No, they're going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. The filing deadlines are moved because of extraordinary circumstances. Governor Newsom, who's been warming up in the bullpen this whole time, <laughs> you know, they're going to be like this. Like, you know, I, I don't want him. No, I don't want him either. I don't want him either. But but I'll take a win because my point is to get to 2028. Gotcha. We get to 2028, gotcha. we win everything, right? Gotcha. Then Nina's back. Everybody's back. Okay. Gotcha. Right? But we just got to survive. Democracy just has to survive, right? So, but Newsom, look, he, he'll be in the primary. So will Whitmer, Pritzker. Pritzker's got a billion dollars, right? Uh, Shapiro uh, is governor of Pennsylvania. He beat uh, a Trump acolyte by 15 points, right? He would carry Pennsylvania instantly. So let those all guys come in and let's all fight, right? And let's let the best man win or let the best woman win. And so I, I'm good. For, and, and they will definitely, definitely change the deadlines. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, no, Governor Newsom. Sorry, you can't. You know, Michigan's gone. South Carolina's gone. Uh, we're, we're just going to give it to Marianne or Jenk or Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. You all know they're going to change, right? Yeah. So the minute Biden says, I'm not running anymore, is the minute we have a real primary and we get a strong Democrat to go kick Trump's ass. Stop talking about how much you like Republicans. Start fighting them. Start fighting them and start fighting for your voters. I'm so tired of Democrats who never deliver for their voters and never fight for their voters. I agree. So the reality is Biden needs to drop out. Yes. That's just the That's just the reality. Story. Yeah, 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 before yeah. because when I was trying to get people in earlier, I tried to get progressives, governors, etc. Then we had enough time for them to meet the filing deadlines. Now we since we don't anymore, we got to knock Biden out. And so how do we knock Biden out? We wound his ego, okay? Because it's all about ego. He's a narcissist. You guys know that in Washington, two terms is considered a legendary president and one term is considered loser. So that's what's in Biden's head. I don't want to be a one-term president. I don't care how old I am. I don't care how low a chance I have of winning. I have to be a two-term president. Why? Ego. So if ego is your main goal, then we're going to hurt your ego, okay? I bought SelfishJoeBiden.com. Like I'm a hurt. <laughs> Not, uh, guys, I bought woundedantelope.com. Okay. Okay, because this brother's a wounded antelope. That's what he is. And he's trying to like, oh, I got this, I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. So let me let me tell you this, because this is the most important thing. Well, first of all, what do you do to wounded antelopes when they're wounded? Do you put them down? You look, I I politically. 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 Yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get what yeah saying. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And sorry. Like it's, it's an act of mercy. Yeah. And think about it, guys. Mm-hmm. So if he loses, he goes from the guy who beat Trump and a hero who saved the country and was a transition president and built a bridge to the future. It, like, if he retires now, we built statues of him. He beat Trump. He beat Trump. Okay, you're good, brother. Well, all my policy disagreements with you, bygones be bygones. Okay? But if he loses to Trump, he goes down as the person who killed democracy. He goes down as the guy who cost us democracy because he was an egomaniac. Okay. That's just a fact. It doesn't matter if I say it. Every historian will write down Absolutely. Joe Biden was a narcissist, Absolutely. egomaniac who said at 81, even Man. though 77% of Americans thought he might die on the job, over about 70% of Democrats, his own party, didn't want him to run. He's like, no, my ego is more important than democracy. 
than the government, than the, uh, than the country, than my own voters. History is going to judge him as one of the greatest villains in American history. And, uh, damn it. I, I, I did only have one more question, but now I'm thinking about, so Vice President Harris has no shot. It's a complete wash for her, huh? No, look, she could, like, what are they going to do? Keep her out of the primary? No, of course not. She'd be in the primary, mm-hmm. right? And so the <clears throat> primary is to pick the strongest candidate, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if I was a governor somewhere right now, I'd, I'd probably be up 40 points, right? Because everybody's like, well, that brother's strong, mm-hmm. right? Like, he seems like he means it because I do mean it, right? But, okay, fine. So Kamala Harris comes in. I'm not a governor, right? And so Kamala Harris comes in. If she beats Newsom and Whitmer, et cetera, then great. That means she's the strongest candidate. Let's go with Kamala Harris. If I'm Kamala Harris, I'd be like, come for me. Okay, come for me. Let's do this. Let's let's because then she's got a chance to be president. She has the best chance to be president. She's the vice president of the United States. I mean, I would welcome it if I was her, right? But she's worried because she doesn't like to run, and and so if you don't like to run, well, then we can't have you run against Trump. But prove me wrong. I'm I'd be super happy if she proved me wrong. Yeah. Final question. Obama got a lot of heat from just his middle name being Hussein. Mm-hmm. Do you think America is ready for a fully Muslim American to be nominated and win? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so everybody knew his middle name was Hussein, right? Mm-hmm. And because the Republicans would go, oh, Barack Hussein Obama and stuff. Did you know that after inauguration in his first term, he was at 83% approval? 83%. So that is the overwhelming majority of Americans, including the overwhelming majority of white Republicans, mm-hmm. okay, I'm sorry, white folks, Republicans, et cetera, saying, yeah, that Barack Hussein Obama is my guy, okay? I approve. So... It's not, people misunderstand. Yeah, is there racism? Of course. Is there sexism? Of course, right? Did it hurt Hillary Clinton? It did, right? But people can get past anything as long as they think you're going to deliver for them. At that time, everybody had so much hope because Obama put hope on the placards, right? And Bush was such a disaster and Cheney was such a disaster. And and people want to change so badly. And remember, the bankers screwed us and we were in the middle of a collapse because of how terrible the corrupt system was. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Barack Hussein Obama, I don't give a damn as long as this guy is going to represent me and get me change. And so what, I, I go on Republican shows, and you see how much smack I talk about Trump. Mm-hmm. But they walk out going, I oh, know I respect the guy. Because it's obvious that he doesn't want the corruption. He hates this corrupt system. And it's obvious that he's going to try to deliver for us. Like when you go to get higher wages, you don't, if you're a Democrat, you don't go, oh, but not to Republicans. Mm-hmm. No, you give it to everybody, right? And you, when you try to lower drug prices, and you got a white Republican family in Missouri or anywhere going, well, I don't like that he's Muslim. I, I don't know much about Muslims, but I hear they're this and that, right? But he's going to lower my drug prices, and I believe him? Yeah, okay, I'm going to go for it. Really? Well, how can people it's support real. you? All right, so the website's jenkforamerica.com. Jenk is tough spelling. It's C-E-N-K, right? It's a mm-hmm. Turkish name. The C's pronounced like a J. Okay, jenkforamerica.com. But don't, don't worry, because bidensgonnalose.com. Is easy to remember. <laughs> Goes to the same place, okay. And woundedantelope.com. Woundedantelope.com. Oh, the selfish, selfishjoebiden.com. Okay, that's all get you the right place. Jesus, Jake, ladies and gentlemen, I thoroughly Jake, enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so brother. much, and, and definitely pick up his book. Justice is coming, and thank you for joining us this morning. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.